Hello, and welcome to another episode of Downtown Dialogues. I am Adai Moon, the Associate Artistic Director at Theatrical Outfit. And today, I have the wonderful Donald Noonan, who is the founder and executive director at the Homeward Choir. How's it going, Rem? Hello, Adai, how are you doing? I'm doing great, I'm doing great. You know, we made it to the end of the year, man, so. <laughs> Uh, is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the twenty ish. Twenty twenty ish. How many days are in twenty twenty? Yeah. No. Yeah. We made it. We made it. It's December. We made it. Yes, it's December. So, um, tell us a little bit about your journey from Ireland to ATL. Yeah, it's been it's 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 been a journey. Yeah, it's been a journey. So, well, I've been in the states for twenty years. Um, I'm originally so born and raised in just outside Dublin in Ireland in North County Kildare and so my family were kind of split a little bit my father's family were farmers my mother's family were kind of townies so you know I always tell people I can milk a cow and mug you in the same breath you know so don't trust me at all you know and <laughs> very much and so I was um always loved music and that's what brought me to the states and um, one I was directing choirs and you know working in churches in Ireland and one day a guy walked up to me and said you're pretty good would you like to come work for me in Florida and I my response was where's Florida <laughs> you know so, right right and this is 20 <laughs> years ago and so um yeah I moved over to Florida in 2003 and um was there for nearly 10 years and my cousin um, who is now li lives here and actually runs the Basher Homeless Men's Shelter downtown. It's a kind of a oh, sordid, wow. weird, circular thing, which brought me here. He moved over to Atlanta to play rugby in Marietta, and he met a nice Georgia girl, and uh, they got married. They were getting married, and they invited me up to do and sing and play for their wedding. And the pastor of the church offered me a job. And I said, hmm, Atlanta. Yeah, OK, I'll come work in Atlanta. And so I was offered a job as director of music at the Catholic Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in downtown Atlanta. And that's how I've landed in downtown Atlanta, because oh, my cousin met a girl and I sang for their wedding. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing that's an amazing yeah. story yeah yeah it's the most it's also the most irish story that you hear in your life my my cousin met a girl and that's met a girl in georgia it's and that's how i've been making trouble for myself for the past decade yeah that's, that's awesome that's awesome yeah, yeah. so um uh, so i mean what was the impetus for founding the choir well, you know, it, thank you for staying on a nice time frame here because it was, I came to work at the shrine in downtown. And so the shrine is the was the very first Catholic church in North Georgia. Its original name was the Catholic church, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And it's the second oldest building in the city of Atlanta. Um, so it's wow. been there for a minute. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a really old history, a really phenomenal history. Um very ecumenical history and very culturally diverse history so it's a it's one of those hidden gems in downtown atlanta um but anyway i started working i remember coming showing up to work on a monday morning and just was really thrilled to be there and um, about two weeks later i was you know kind of finding my groove and 
was 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 taking I was living in Canberra Park at the time well I'm Edgewood and um was I took the train into work and I was coming in a door that I normally don't come in off the Martin Luther King side and there was it was I was very early but there was somebody who was sleeping in the doorway and this guy would not wake up i was like hey buddy i gotta you know sorry can i get in the office door and he wouldn't wait and not that he wouldn't wake up he just wouldn't move and so i was late and i needed to get in and so i found myself stepping over a human being for the very first time in my life i i actually fizz i'm six foot five and so it was a very easy thing for me to do physically emotionally kind of broke me um that I was I physically stepped over another person to get into my office um and that just didn't it didn't sit well with me at all it didn't it kind of you know being from Ireland it's homelessness was not really something that uh, I had to deal with when I was in Florida I was you know I was really privileged that I got to move to St. Pete Beach, Florida, you know, which is like I live right, on right. an island in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, um, even though, you know, I, I grew up in minutes from Dublin City Centre, but, you know, homelessness was never something that was on my radar until all of a sudden now I'm in downtown Atlanta and I'm the music minister at the oldest Catholic church in the city, you know, and I'm right there in the middle of it, sharing a hill with the state capitol and city hall. And the amount of homelessness, the sheer quantity of homelessness and the presence of those people who um, were living in homeless situations just was now part of my everyday. And mm-hmm. I needed to find a way of dealing with that myself and how I was going to be okay with being a part of that every day. And mm-hmm. so how I came about dealing with that was being a part of it and saying, okay, how can I be a part of this? Because it's going to be a part of me. So I want to be a part of it. And that's how the home required was born. Um, because that's what I do. I make people sing. I make, I make art, I make music. And so I opened the doors of the church and I said, Hey, anyone want to join the choir? And people thought I was absolutely crazy. And I am. And so 10 years <laughs> believe it or not 10 years later we've been at the, you know we're celebrating our 10th anniversary this year and um it's been a roller coaster it really really has and you know people's lives have just been um i don't want to say changed because i don't know if their lives have been changed or not but i hope their lives have been made just a little bit better by stepping inside and opening their mouth and singing and mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how the homework choir started. And it was just something, just something really, really small. So you never know, like I was also running late. So I was running late and my life turned around because I was running late and had to step over a human being. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that you talk about that because, you know, uh, theatrical outfit is also downtown. Mm -hmm. And a lot of unhoused people, you know, sleep in our doorway. And yep. so it, it is very common to have like an eye, you know, a, a connection with people literally every morning that I come to work. Someone might be outside and, you know, I'll ask yeah. them to move and they usually move or make have a conversation or whatever. And it's usually the same couple of folks. But but yeah, I, I mean, the unfortunately, I mean, the unhoused community is such a part of downtown. Um 
And, uh, you know, Atlanta already has a housing crisis and the challenges that people in the, uh, and the challenges that unhoused people have, have as well on top of that. It's a circular thing, you it's, know, like the challenge is just like, and it, the more, the more you kind of, the more you look behind the curtain, the mm -hmm. more you start, you start scratching your head. Like if one little thing gets out of place, the whole thing comes tumbling down to just you know to um this is our first time meeting which i'm super excited because i've heard about you by the way um but i've been friends with with um with matt since he started working um at mm -hmm. theatrical because i'm friends with someone who's on your board who's friends with somebody who's on my board right oh, yeah. <laughs> right so karen and jay and they introduced myself and matt when he came to work in atlanta because obviously two irish people need to meet each other right? need to know each other so <laughs> absolutely and we did and we did we met during covid the two of us mm -hmm. met outside with masks on matt walked over to the shrine and we took a walk around um capitol hill and we mm -hmm. just we absolutely hit it off because we were two creative irish people you know and so the two of us just didn't shut up for like an hour and um it was really, really great. And one of the questions that Matt said was he made that observation. He's like, you know, like, how do you even, I told him that story too. And I was like, how, he said, he didn't use the word, how do you deal? But I'm just going to use it in this situation. He said, how do you deal with that? I said, it's not a case of having to deal with this. I said, it's a case of how do you put yourself into that situation? And how do you embrace it and how do you as opposed to you trying to fix it is how do you become and welcome them into your world so that they can welcome you into their world right. and so that that's how you form community because no one needs to fix anyone else the only exactly. person who can exactly. fix you is you exactly. and but you know what what we have to do is welcome people into community and that is what i'm going to do for you i'm not going to try and save you i'm not going right. to try and do anything else for you but i'm going to definitely make sure that you know that you're welcome in my space mm. the end and i'm going to do it over and over and over and over again until you're yeah. sick of me <laughs> i'm going to make sure that you know that you have a place in my circle right right and i'm so glad that you framed it within the context of community uh so so how you know, we're both artists, but how can the arts um, help to build a sense of community, especially for, for folks who are in the unhoused population in the city? Well, you know, the arts has been doing this for years. Like the arts, the arts has not been ever been afraid of having a conversation. Right. The arts has never been. The arts has never shied away from having, like, shied, like shied away of, of having a conversation about anything that's been really, really difficult. Like, I remember being a 16-year-old closeted queer in Dublin, Ireland, sitting in a theatre, watching Jonathan Larson's Rent, seeing oh, wow. gays for the first time, going, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? And, like, going, maybe it is okay for me to be gay. But, you know that's what the arts does and so what can the arts do for the, the unhoused community is to show what people in the unhoused situation can do and that is that they can sing a song something right. really small and basic but it's showing that people can enter into community they can show up for something that they do have talents, they do have gifts, they do have the ability to be a part of society, community, and that they are not invisible. 
and that they are worth so much more than what they're going through right now. And that they're, they're a living testament that we're all just a little bit away from being in that situation ourselves. Unless we have, you know, I don't know, a very big support system behind us, which I know I definitely don't. Right. You know, and so what can the arts do like for that? Like that's like the art needs can just continue the conversation. Like, and that's what the arts does, you know. Um, like even the work that you guys have been doing, um, in in having these conversations that are completely do you do, do, do you get that I get passionate about things? <laughs> you pick it up. <laughs> I need to sometimes shut up about things, but like yeah. you know, I went out to see um your show that you had. Uh, Lady Emerson. Lady Emerson. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lady, Lady, uh, Lady Emerson's Bar and Grill. Emerson Grill. Uh, Lady. Yeah. Lady Day. Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill. Uh, Are you kidding me? Right. I. Like. The arts just needs to continue doing what the arts does. Like right. just, just being able to take take the life of someone and just say, you know, like on a superficial level, you were looking at a lady who was standing on a stage singing beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. And then you just in one second flipped and saw the struggles that a black woman in America was going through because she was a black woman in America. Right, right. Yeah. And as a white man in America now going, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right. You know, and like, I remember myself and my partner, we went out and we sat in the car for a second and we just sat in the car for a second afterwards going, nothing, just going, all right, let's let's okay. let's go home. Mission accomplished. Well right, done, Tio. Right. <laughs> you right. know, Thanks. like well, you know what I mean. Like, and that's and that's what we do. I can't even remember what your question was, but I think what we do in the arts is have the difficult conversations, but we do the difficult conversations in the most creative of ways mm-hmm. because we are able to show what people can be at their best and at their worst. Yeah. Yeah. But we can show that no matter where you are on that spectrum, that you're worth a lot. Definitely. And that's what I think that, you know, especially in downtown Atlanta, that, you know, people, people, humanity, community, people might be invisible one second, and then the next second, they're the ones who are celebrated. Mm. We need to be the ones to celebrate them and, and across the spectrum. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. What's been your most, I guess, transformative moment so far? the choir oh god there's been so many you know um the i believe it or not internally i think i'm an introvert <laughs> go figure um i love going home and closing the door and being you know nothing so when the the homework choir started getting notoriety um, and a new story started happening it really made me uncomfortable um because I didn't know how to tell their story. I didn't know if it was my place to tell other people's stories. Um, and so all I could do was tell my story within that, within that world. And within that, one of the guys who was singing in the choir, the early choir, his mother, who was living in a whole different part of the country, found him 
because of a oh, new wow. and she wow. called my phone she got my number i don't know how she got my number and um, she found my phone my dog just came to visit and he's down here <laughs> i'm like petting him um, uh he yeah she called me and she said would you ask him to call home and i get next rehearsal said hey i got an interesting phone call and it was your mother and she would like for you to phone home and i said here's my phone you can use it if you want to and if you don't want to use it you don't have to and he used it and we put him on a bus and sent him home two days later that was one that's just one story just another one 10 years later just two weeks ago we were singing a song and i can't remember and I'm so lucky that I have a team of people who now, there's a tale, did you see that? Um, there's a, I'm lucky that I have a team of people who work with me. It's not just me doing this, like that people who, I'm sitting at the piano, I'm leading song and we're just singing. And a woman walked into the room off the street and she started crying. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of this happening. This is all was told to me. And, from my perspective we're just sitting singing a song and she started crying and someone said are you okay and she said my grandmother used to sing this song and i remember that was the last time that i was happy wow oh wow yeah (laughs) and this woman was not a young woman right so that involved me doing math yeah yeah so the math situation was what did it for me Mm -hmm. that this woman has journeyed that long without being happy being happy and 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 you had a you and the choir had a chance to make her happy in that moment that's and i because Ooh. she caught my eye because she she was into it <laughs> she, right, right. she was at one point she was i could see her head going and she you know mm-hmm. i could see that she had tears in her eyes and i was like oh, okay you know but somebody on the team was able to talk to her was able to you know mm-hmm. like visit with her and talk with her and you know say well we're glad that you're here and we're glad that you're singing and that's what we do all we do all we do is yeah all we do is take people in the door sing and say hey we'll see you next time you know there's no there's no let me come in and save you there's none of that you know it's just come in have a window of time where you're part of something that's and that's the arts because there's 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 that's the arts for everybody and that's why it's so so important you know for kids and people and like even like you know those awkward teenagers who are in high school you know who are just oh my god just no friends of themselves you know they just make their own lives so awkward because I say that with full authority because that was me (laughs) you know um there is a place for everyone in the world of the arts. And that's why it's vital that the arts continues to be the ones who have a voice in social awareness, because the arts just has a place for everyone on the spectrum. On the spectrum, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, so how can the people listening uh, be of assistance to the work that you're doing with the home require? Uh, how can we help? What you need? Um, like, I mean, I mean... <laughs> 
there's any million dollar endowments out there like we yeah. can do with we could start we could start choirs in every in well you know it's that's true if there is <laughs> obviously <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's there it's it's financially of course you could always support the home require the, the home require has um our mission is twofold right the first one is to empower the homeless those living in homelessness um with music and the arts mm -hmm. the second is to call the housed to meaningful action and the word mm -hmm. meaningful has been put into our mission statement in the past few years because Calling people to action is very different than calling people to meaningful action. Meaningful action is different than action because action is handing someone something versus meaningful is helping someone do something for themselves. Right. And so like when I say meaningful action, I mean, when you're having a conversation with your legislative branch, or with your legislators and you say you know oh i want to talk about taxes and i want to talk about this how about you bring up the subject of homelessness right or exactly. how about you have conversations with your neighbors um about it being an issue in the world that's meaningful action um you know at thanksgiving you we all want to be part of something giving back right and with christmas and so there's 365 days in the year right not just two so maybe talk to your family about being involved throughout the year um and so that's meaningful action so that is one part being a part come down and volunteer with the homeward choir like what we do we have now our community choir every friday morning right which might not work with a lot of people's schedules but it works with some people's schedule maybe once maybe once a month maybe once every six months maybe once a quarter there's a lot of organizations who give you like volunteer days you can contact me don't allow the .org. i will hook you up right um you can come down we what we do on friday morning is the folks at the shrine they they come to the morning sandwich ministry they get breakfast they get a hot cup of coffee they get food and then they come inside they eat it for 20 minutes and then we sing for 20 minutes and then they go about their day that's the whole structure of the whole program we need people to help pass out food every friday morning so come on down and do that everyone can do that and then stay and sing because everyone can do that too that's what we do like if nothing is hard i'm not that smart <laughs> you know what i mean it doesn't take it doesn't take genius to do what i do you know so you can be a part of anything that's what we need so if you can help out financially we will take it if you can help out with your time we need you if you can help out with legislative right where you can help out talking to elected officials your neighbor just be involved realizing that there is a problem with this in our city and um, in our country that we need to fix this and we need to fix it soon because it's not it's not nice to sleep outside it's not oh, nice at all donald thank you so much for this conversation thank you for the amazing work thanks for having me you guys thank <laughs> you for your amazing work thank you for doing what you're doing i am just so honored to even just be able to have a conversation with you guys because yeah. what you do at to i'm just Rock on. You're just amazing. You know, it, 
you're the kind of neighbors that we want more of. So we I love the fact that we're neighbors. I love that we're neighbors. Let's get into lots of trouble together. I keep saying exactly. that. Exactly. Let's get into trouble. <laughs> Let's cause some good trouble. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. <laughs> John Lewis, perhaps? Oh, um, I don't know. Role <laughs> you know, you know, the first time I met Mass, that day that we took a walk around the Capitol Hill was uh, John Lewis was coming home to Atlanta that day his funeral came and he was uh, in the state of the state capitol and um, his funeral cortege was coming by us and we came, went out to look at it. That was the yeah. day I met theatrical outfit for the first time. That is definitely divine <laughs> and we knew and that's when we knew that we needed to make some good trouble and here we yeah. are later and i'm okay with that <laughs> man so great to finally meet you and you too and you too thanks for meeting for everything okay all right take care brother take care